It's just past 1865. The American Civil War has finally come to an end. No more bloodshed between brothers. Soldiers can lay down the rifles to be farmers and fathers again. Life was starting to get back to normal, but miles away from a victorious Grant and Lincoln, life was miles from normal for Robert E. Lee. During the war, he and General Grant seemed to be an equal match for each other, but after the war, as General Grant was elected President Grant, General Robert E. Lee lost the bravado he boasted during the war. Although he stood on the losing team's sidelines, he was still a genius general in an unthinkable war. He could have endorsed cornflakes, and the sale of cornflakes would have skyrocketed simply because of the name Robert E. Lee. Nearly any company would have done better, would have run better, with Robert E. Lee in the room. Well, that's what Mr. Brown thought. He worked for an insurance company, and he approached General Lee. He said, I have not the honor of your acquaintance, General, except all the world knows you. My name is Mr. Brown, and I represent a well-known insurance company. Robert E. Lee grimly replied, I'm afraid my life is hardly worth insuring, Mr. Brown. Well, it's not about that I came to see you. I, I understand you are not as yet permanently employed. That was a kind way of saying you lost the war and you lost your job. But I have come, therefore, to offer you the presidency of our company and a yearly salary of $50,000. In 1865, that's a chunk of change. And Lee replied, I thank you, sir, but I would be of no value to your company as I know nothing whatever in regard to insurance. Ah, oh, General, you will not be expected to do any work. What we wish is the use of your name. We just want to call our company by your name. And Lee replied, Gentlemen, all I have left is my name, and it is not for sale. Not even for 50000 a year in 1865. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to The Name on Simplify. Your name is deeper than what you scrawl across a, hello, my name is, name tag at the new company luncheon. Your name is your character, your reputation. I have several friends who have named their son Judah, but not one single solitary friend, not even a Facebook friend, has named their son Judas. They don't want their boy to bear the name of the man who sold out the Messiah for a fistful of cash. When God speaks of his name in the scripture, he often speaks of his nature that stands behind his name. So it is with this third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, Exodus 20, verse 7. It also translates, you shall not carry the name of the Lord your God to naught. This third commandment is a command to reverence the name and the nature of God, not to allow what is holy to become common. One face to this multifaceted, beautiful diamond of the name of God is God's people are called to live above profanity. We must be careful how we speak and how we speak God's holy name. Some of our classmates or colleagues will only say Jesus after they see their algebra grade or tax return. It cannot be so for Christians who wear, who carry the name of Jesus. If Moses were writing this today, he would admonish us not to speak or text or type the name of God in vain. Don't cuss, especially with his holy name, because what we say reveals what we value. When we speak the name of Jesus, it ought to bring glory to him and be all about him. Jesus might have been a common name in his day, but Jesus' nature elevated his name far above common. 
In fact, according to Philippians chapter 2, Therefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One day, even Satan will have to bow his grisly knee and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. We gather on weekends to bless the name of Jesus. We sing about the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. We baptize for the remission of sins in the name of Jesus. We hallow the holy name of our God. If we want to hallow his holy name, and I pray we do, we can't afford to leave the church building where we blessed his name, walk out the doors, and curse his name. We shouldn't carelessly or thoughtlessly say, Oh my God, or even texting or typing OMG cracks open the door just a little bit to tarnish a little of the luster of his holy name. When we speak the name of our God, when we say the name of Jesus or we refer to our God, let's speak his name in praise, not in vain. This third commandment strips one arrow from our quiver when it comes to our speech. It forbids us from using the name of the Lord our God to get away with a lie. I've heard it. You've heard it. When people would erase all doubt that they're lying, they sometimes reach into the bag and string their bow with this arrow. I swear to God. It's still the highest oath anyone can take, and yet so many take swearing by the name of the Lord so very lightly. It was an issue in Jesus' day. Some worked hard to get it right on the outside, but inside they were as crooked as a dogleg fairway. And they were dishonest. But they were smart. They knew not to swear by God because they knew they were lying. And so did he. But they found a loophole in the law. They thought if they could swear by heaven or by earth, they could tell a lie and get away with it. But you would believe them because it sounded convincing. It it sounded like this. I swear to you by heaven above, this chariot, ha, it only has 57 miles on it, all highway miles. I swear. I swear to you by the earth beneath, I worked 50 hours last week. And you know they only worked 15 I swear to you, by the holy city of Jerusalem, I only made $40 of taxable income last year. (laughs) That's a lie. Jesus knew that. So he helped us out in Matthew chapter 5, when he taught us not to swear at all. Not by heaven, not by earth, not by Jerusalem. Don't swear at all. If we want to be like Jesus, let's speak like Jesus. Let our yea be yea, let our nay be nay. When we say yes, we should mean yes. When we say no, we should mean no. We don't need to swear with the superlatives. Our words should be enough. The king of the Dutch Republic said of the Christians in Holland, quote, their yea was equal to our oath, end quote. What a testimony to live in such a way that our word is truth that could be trusted. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you walked into a dealership or into a lender's office They found out you're a Christian and you didn't have to sign 128 pieces of paper with your name and your social security number and you could just shake hands because they know you're a Christian and they know your word is true. If we turn this diamond one more time, there's another face to see and it is the deepest. It is the command to live above hypocrisy. One writer said the worst profanity is not just what we say, but when we say one thing and do another, especially when we call ourselves Christians. Maybe that's why God wrote this commandment like he did. You shall not take or carry the name of the Lord your God in vain. 
If he truly is our God, we must live like he is our God. Through the power of his spirit, we must live above hypocrisy, especially when hypocrisy gives unbelievers a reason not to believe. We started this episode with the story of a general, so let's end with the story of a general. Alexander the Great was one of the greatest generals in world history. He was so great, we even pasted on his name tag, The Great. And as he made his rounds round the camp late one night, he walked upon a soldier who had fallen asleep during guard duty. He stood in front of the soldier while the soldier slept. Have you ever fallen asleep and awakened with that eerie feeling somebody was staring at you? When the soldier woke up, he was staring into the face of his boss, his general, his commander-in-chief, the great Alexander the Great. He was caught red-eyed. There was no, oh, just rest in my eyes, sir. No, not this time. He went through basic training. He knew the penalty for sleeping when he should be guarding. That was death. And General Great asked, Soldier, do you know what the penalty is for falling asleep on guard duty? He swallowed hard. Yes, sir. Alexander nodded. Soldier, what's your name? Alexander, sir. The general's puzzled. Uh, No, soldier, I ask you, what's your name? The soldier was puzzled. Alexander, sir. Alexander the Great was getting frustrated. That's on the short list of things you never want to do. Upset the already upset most powerful man in the world. So he spoke slower, louder. I said, what's your name, soldier? And the soldier could tell his commander was getting irritated. He didn't know why. And he answered one more time, Alexander, sir, my name is Alexander. And it dawned on the great. We share the same name. His name is Alexander. My name is Alexander. So the general nodded, squared his shoulders, and told the soldier, then either change your name or change your conduct. And with that, he walked away. Perhaps the worst way to break the third commandment is this way, to call ourselves Christians and not look like Christ. For some people, we are the only representation of Jesus' holy name they ever see. They may have never heard your pastor teach a Bible study or heard a message about the holy name of our holy God. They can't spell Leviticus, not to save their life in a spelling bee. The only holy Bible they will ever read is us. That's a weighty weight to realize. We carry the holy name of God, but it is awesome to realize he trusts us to carry his holy name. Let's not carry it in vain. Let's carry it to the praise and the glory of God. Through this third commandment, let's live to the call God calls us to, to be careful with his name, to live above hypocrisy. Either let's change our name or let's change our conduct. I want to be more like Jesus. Let's pray together that God would help us to do that. I I want to respect and revere and fear and love and worship and glorify his name, but not just with my words, with my actions, with my life. I want to point people to him and lift up, never tear down his holy name. Lord Jesus, I love you and I honor and I revere and I respect, I fear you and your holy name. And I want to live a life that points people to you and glorifies your name, never brings a reproach, but always lifts up and brings praise to your name. Help every one of us, Lord, to carry your name to your glory 
Help us not to carry your name, not to take it in vain, not to curse or be profane or dishonest or hypocritical with how we live, but help us, Jesus, to live like you, be like you, speak like you, walk like you. Help us, God, I pray today, to hallow your holy name, to magnify it, to lift it up, and that others will see you and glorify you in part because of the lives we live. I pray you would help us to do that, dear Jesus, to live above reproach, especially as we carry your name. In Jesus' precious, holy, wonderful, marvelous name, amen. Thank you, Simplify listeners. I hope you've had a great week. I thank you for listening. I hope you will subscribe and share. Be sure to let others know about this podcast. I've heard recently from people where I've traveled, they have told me that they have been sharing it with friends and blessing them, and I appreciate that so much. And I pray and trust that your friends do as well, appreciating this opportunity to draw closer to Jesus in part through Simplify. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. You can pick up Simplify, the devotional, and 10 words, which these last few and the next few episodes are based off the book I wrote called 10 Words. There's more content in the book. I just shortened it for this podcast. So if you're interested in this or this is interesting to you, pick up 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. It goes a little bit deeper in the book than I do here on the podcast. You can also listen to that on Audible. 10 Words is available. And if you use promo code SIMPLIFY at PentecostalPublishing.com, you'll save 10% off your entire order. Promo code SIMPLIFY at PentecostalPublishing.com. Next week, we continue our walk through these commandments, and next week's episode is entitled Rest. Doesn't that sound beautiful? It's such a short word, and yet it's such a beautiful word. I'm looking forward to sharing that episode with you, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.